Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 183. This is Rick and I'm coming to you on the second, actually the first full day of my summer vacation with my family and I'm here in Nashville, Tennessee, sitting on another porch. This one is not screened in, but uh, remarkably, it's not very buggy at all, which I'm not going to complain about, but it's a beautiful, pleasant evening, very loud crickets, much louder crickets here than I hear at home. And it was a very good day, a day in which I got to do some things that I really liked. I slept in a little bit. I watched some soccer, including an amazing second soccer game. That would be the Japan versus Belgium game. If you didn't see it, look it up. Amazing, amazing stuff. Got to hang out with uh, my relatives, my in-laws, had some good food. Just really had a good day, a good day of true vacation. This is really the first day, first weekday of summer vacation for me, and um I'm pretty grateful for it and pretty happy for it. And as such, I was able to keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm glad you're here with me tonight. And if you give me a few moments, I'll tell you about it. So today, in the midst of the things that I described above, I had a moment to take my son and my two nephews, um, both of whom just graduated from high school this past school year, a couple months ago or so, and my son, who is a year younger than them, but I took him and his cousins, my nephews, to this really, really amazing store. And um, I thought about this store being the focus of my podcast today because it was incredible, and I definitely felt the presence of God in it. So I want to tell you about it as it introduces what was really the very clear moment of experiencing the presence of God today. So anyway, this bookstore is, from the outside, pretty nondescript. The building looked, you know, fairly, you know, fairly substantial. It was on top of a hill, not really any windows, and it advertised on the outside a place to buy and sell and trade used books. Uh, music, games, electronics, and so forth. So, I like those things and thought we should check it out. And literally, as I entered into this, really like a warehouse, I gasped. My jaw dropped and because of how big it was. And right up front, there were board games and I bought a Glee Uno, which we call Gluno, as we were playing it tonight, right up front, unopened, brand new, $3.50. Boom. Right there. Great, great thing. My nephew, Tristan, also bought a game, Apples to Apples, which was a very good purchase because, as I'll tell you in a little bit, it gave us a great time this evening. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that shortly. I spent my entire time in this store, which was about 45 minutes to an hour, although I got to be honest, I lost track of the time, in the Christianity religion section, 
It was huge, long, long aisles, more books than I could possibly imagine. And some of them were very inexpensive. Um, in fact, I bought three books. One was a Thomas Merton uh, book on a retreat with Thomas Merton, which is something I really want to do, go down to Gethsemane, the monastery where he um, lived. That's on my bucket list, one of those things I really want to do someday. The second book uh, was a book um, about the life of Jesus, and I started reading it today, fascinating stuff about Jesus as a Jewish rabbi, and kind of looking at his his life through a different lens, a lens of great scholarship and linguists, linguistics, and I learned a bunch of things that I just didn't um, really think of. And I've been enjoying reading that already today. And then the third book was also for $1.50. The second book was $1.52. It was a book by Jim Martin, one of my heroes of this day and age. He wrote the book Between Heaven and Mirth. And it was a book about laughter and about how God, through Christ, calls us to laughter. That this idea of a serious, somber, dour Christian and you know the type, is really not accurate. God calls us to laugh. And I was reminded of this this evening as I spent time, really the whole day, quite frankly, but especially this evening, with my in-laws. And um, one of the things I have to say about my wife's family is they like to laugh. And it was so, so refreshing and so much fun because um, it just it just was great. I mean, we are here celebrating my brother-in-law, my wife's oldest brother. She's got an older brother and a younger brother. And we're celebrating his 50th birthday, as well as two July birthdays and two graduations. It's just a very celebratory time. And it was really nice because his siblings put together a roast and a song, and my daughter and her cousin danced and We had a really wonderful meal that was um, just a lot of different foods that were all delicious and all, you know, prepared with love and generosity. And this place that we're staying, which is just remarkable house that we're staying in, has a big country kind of kitchen with a church pew is one of the the benches. And um, we just uh, sat there and ate and then celebrated my brother-in-law. And then um, actually return to the table to play the apples to apples game, which I don't want to go into all the rules, but um, great game, hilarious game. And um, we play where you have to convince the judge about the words and how the words relate, how your word relates to the topic. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And, um, you know, it just felt so good. And, you know, I've known my wife's family now for almost 20 years. Actually, I've I've known them longer than 20 years. My wife and I will be coming up on 20 years married on our next anniversary in in April of next year. And, um, you know, it's just been amazing to get to know these people, to get to know my mother-in-law and my three uh, in-laws, my two brothers-in-law and my sister-in-law, and to see my nieces and nephews and my own children grow up. You know, I've got baby pictures of when these these kids were little and they played with each other and, you know, they were infants in arms. And it's just um, amazing to see the teenagers and all but one of them are teenagers now to see the teenagers that they have become and to see 
how they participate and engage and laugh and, you know, how they are, you know, young, growing adults. And um, just to have a sense of how time moves on and moves into growth and change and joy. So I felt God's presence so clearly and so completely in just the laughter and in the family and in the connection and in those who have gone before us. You know, as I've said before, one of the things about my wife's family is that she lost her father when she was 13 years old. And I know that he, my father-in-law, whom I will not, have not met yet on this side of eternity, but I am completely confident that one day I will meet that he was present, is present with us. And I, I, I was touched because this was made physical because sometimes, oftentimes, we have to make things physical to be reminded of our incarnational faith. It was made physical in a gift that um, was given to my brother-in-law turning 50. And he... My brother-in-law is a runner and was telling us about a marathon that he ran recently. And, you know, his um, went out for a run this morning as I was sitting there reading, sipping my coffee. He was out in the heat running, which is which is admirable, certainly. Um, but he was given a um, kind of a framed box, one of those display glass boxes of his father's, uh, my father-in-law, paraphernalia related to races because my father-in-law was a runner. And um, I, I just, again, felt the presence of those who have gone before us, and specifically my father-in-law and the, the dad of, of my, my in-laws, um, just present with us, you know, present there in the people, present in this gift, and present in the laughter. You know, I, I um, only know stories of him, but I imagine that he would have been laughing right along with us. And I know one other person who was laughing along with us, my friend Dawn, who I felt her presence and know that this woman who gathered at tables so often, whether it was communion or the table in the winery or the bar of the winery, which, you know, is a different kind of table, I suppose, that as we sat laughing and playing and joking, um, even though she had never met these people, my in-laws, and they had not met her, because I have the connection with her, that she was there with us as well. And that we have these two saints in heaven, Saint Mike Tierney of Syracuse and Saint Don of Westerville, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, that they are with us and will always be with us, sharing in our joy and laughter and um, knowing the fullness of God's presence. So I end tonight with the questions. Um, laughter. When was the last time you laughed? I mean, really laughed, belly laugh, fear of wetting your pants, laugh, laughter, bringing you to tears. And... Did you experience God in that experience of laughter? And most significantly, what does laughter and how good it feels and how important it is, what does it tell us about God who created us, God who sustains us, and God who will embrace us and bringing us through that embrace 
into the fullness of eternal life. Thank you for being with me this evening. Blessings and peace.